Sponsored by Rabbi Shlemi and Mirla Greenwald. This is a sicha from Lakota Sichas, Chelek Yud Gimel, Parshas Baalis, Chosicha Beis. And the topic of the sicha is that in this week's parsha we learned the Pasuk of Vaish Moshe Onov Ma'id Mikola Adam Asher Al Pnei Adama. That Moshe was exceedingly, extremely humble. He was a greater Onov than all people that are on the face of the earth. And there are three parts in the Sikha. It's actually a very long Sikha, but we're just breaking it down over here into three parts. The Rebbe will, number one, ask a question on this. Number two, present and extensively discuss the Siyam Mesech Saita that talks about another. So this Sikha is also a Siyam of Mesech Saita. And number three, based on this, the discussion about the Siyam Mesech Saita, answer our original question. On the Pasuk in our parsha, it's towards the end of our parsha, that Moshe was exceedingly humble. He was more humble than any person on the face of the earth. So it's not understood over here at all. But Moshe, I'm going to say eight things. Number one, he was kibbled here in Number two, Hashem taught him Torah for 40 days and 40 nights. Number three, Hashem gave him the Torah as a gift. Number four, Moshe Rabbeinu took the Yidin out of Mitzrayim. Number five, Hashem told him, Number six, he spoke to the Shekhinah whenever, whenever he wanted to. Number seven, he heard the Skenim would get from his Ruach and he wouldn't lose anything. And number eight, compared to the Yidin, he was like a nursing mother and a baby that is nursing. And so the question is, how is it possible that he was un of Mikala Adam, that he was humble, he was more humble than any person on the face of the earth, if he had all of these tremendously great qualities? The answer that's explained is, and this is a quote from teachings of the Friedrich Rebbe, as well as the Rebbe Roshab, even though Meshur Benu knew his good qualities and that he was greater on his level than all other people and nevertheless he was humble more than anyone else and this is because he knew that all of his greatnesses all of his qualities that were them he was greater in his level and his stature than anyone else, it's from what was given to him from above. And he thought to himself, that if these qualities, if these abilities were by someone else, he would also be on this level and this greatness. And it's possible, and elsewhere it's not even brought down that it's possible, but rather that he thought with certainty. That if someone else had these that he had, who would reveal these kaychas even more than Meshur Binu did. And because of this, he was an of more than anyone else. And the Rebbe adds over here that from this explanation, it's understood that this explanation that we have over here from the Friedrich Rebbe and the Rebbe Shab of Ish Meisha Anov, it isn't different than the simple meaning of Anova that we say it means to feel hachna, like a certain sense of lowliness or smallness before every person. And because it's not different than that simple explanation, therefore it doesn't just say, that he knew that everything that he had was from above, which only negates his snasus. That only negates that a person shouldn't feel better because it's not his, it was given to him from above. But 
over here we also see the element of achna, feeling smaller and lower than others. That's why the over there it adds the efsher the acherim how you loy kaiches elu It's possible, and like we said elsewhere, it's not even brought down that he said it, he thought that it was possible, that but rather that it was certain that he believed that if someone else had these kaiches, he would reveal them even more than Moshe Rabbeinu did, which brings achna to others. So this is the explanation that's brought for saying that Moshe Rabbeinu was more humble than any person on the face of the earth because he felt and he believed that all of the things that he had, all of the strengths and the qualities that he had were given to him from above. And furthermore, he thought that it's possible, or even he thought for sure, that if someone else had these kaychus, they would actualize them even more than he did. And so therefore, despite all of his great qualities, he was more humble than anyone else on the face of the earth. And the question over here is, according to this, we have to understand the main mile of Moshe compared to all others was in regards to his nevuah. And like it's explained in our parsha, the greatness of the nevuah of Moshe Rabbeinu to the extent that navi no navi ever existed among the Yidin like Moshe Rabbeinu. And so the question is, nevuah doesn't come through the Avedah of a person, but rather it's given a mile. If it comes through the Avedah, then what we said until now makes sense. Moshe Rabbeinu believed that if someone else worked on what he had, they would achieve more than he did. However, Nevoah doesn't come through Avedah, but rather it's given on Mila. Hashem just gives it to a person not as a direct result of what a person did. And in such matters of things that come from above, we can't say that someone else would reveal these abilities, these kaychas even more, because it's not something Moshe Rabbeinu did himself, that he could think someone else would do a better job of it, but rather it's something that was given to him. So if so, why was Moshe Anav Me'oid Mikala Adam when in his most important area, which is the area, the idea of Nevoah, he was a Mamayla Mikala Adam, he was greater than everyone else, and it was something that you can't say someone else would be able to achieve a higher level since it didn't result from his Avaidah. Nobody else through their Avaidah would be able to do more, but rather it's given from Hashem. So this will be understood by first explaining what's taught at the end of the Siyum of Masech Seita. In the mission over there it teaches that Mishames Rebbe, that Foman Rebbe passed away, Batla Nova V'yirashchit. So there was no longer a Nova in Yirashchit in the world. And in the Gemara it teaches, and this is the very end of Masecha Saita, Amrle Rav Yesef Latana, Rav Yesef said to the Tana who taught the Mishnayas, Leitisni Anova, don't read in the Mishnah that Batla Anova, don't read the word Anova over there, the Ika Anova, because there is I, there is I, Rav Yesef, and I am an Anov. The Gemara continues, Amrle Rav Nachman Latana, Rav Nachman said to the Tana who taught the teachings of the Mishnah, don't read in the Mishnah that Batla Yerashchit because there's I, I Rav Nachman, and I have Yerashchit. So don't read that it was Batla from the passing of Rebbe because it's still around by me. And there are two questions here. And as we'll see, once we ask the second question, just by that question itself, the first question is already removed. So the first question is, both Rav Yasef and Rav Nachman were in the same generation. 
and it makes sense that each of them recognized the greatness of the other. And like we indeed find, the Rav Yisuf said about Rav Nachman that their shinu lahani kroi kesinai, the way he taught it was just like the way it was given by Har Sinai. It was as if it was being taught by Har Sinai. And Rav Nachman called Rav Yisuf with the name Sinai, which is a type of learning that, that the Tana had a tremendous amount of knowledge in terms of the kamos, the quantity. And if so, if that's the case, that they probably recognized the greatness of the other, and like we indeed find that they did. So the question is, why did each of them choose their own greatness? And they didn't say to the Tana not to say the entire teaching of Batla Nova Vyraschit. How come Ravesif only told the Tana, don't read in the Mishnah that a Nova was Batla? Because I am an Anov. And Rav Nachman told the Tana just not to read into the Mishnah that Batla Yerushchait because I am I have Yerushchait. Why didn't each of them say to the Tana, don't read this entire statement that Batla Nova Yerushchait because Rav Yisuf has a Nova and Rav Nachman has Yerushchait. And in, and and if each of them spoke of their own greatness, they should have certainly spoke and publicized the greatness of their fellow. And the second question is, and really the content of the second question answers a certain part of the first question, as we'll see. So the second question is, since each one said Leisisni about one one greatness only, their own greatness, this implies that each one holds that the other greatness was indeed Butla. So it answers in a way the first question that we asked. They must have recognized the other's greatness. The answer is they did, and they still believe that the other didn't have the greatness that they said they had. But now the question is going to have to be, the first question, so to speak, will turn into a different question, which is, why did each one think about the other that his greatness wasn't what he said it was? But let's continue now in the second question, that since each one said Leisisni about only one greatness, so this implies that each one holds that the other greatness was indeed Butla. And the question is, but we learned in a Brisa of Rabbi Pinchas ben Yair, that this is a, a brisa of a teaching of Pinchas ben Yar, meaning that through another, because another brings to Yerushchait, one comes to Yerushchait. So the question is, if so, it's a question of Nachman. How is it possible that the lower level of another is Batla at the very same time when the greater level of Yerushchait is not Batla? So we have over here, at the end over here, two questions. One question, how come Rav Yisuf didn't say Rav Nachman had the greatness that Rav Nachman said that he had? And how come Rav Nachman didn't say that Rav Yisuf had the greatness that Rav Yisuf said that he had? And then the second question is specifically on Rav Nachman. And after this, we'll just merge it into one question. The question is going to be, how come each one didn't say the other one had the greatness that they said that they had? And a separate question on Rav Nachman, how could it be that the lower level of Anava's Batla and the higher level of Yerushchit is not Batla. Now it would seem that we could answer the Rav Nachman holds like the opinion of Rabbi Shua ben Levi. It's brought in the Gemara over there after the opinion of Rabbi Pinchas ben Yar that Rabbi Shua ben Levi says that Anava is greater than Yerushchit. And this is also the opinion of the Rishami according to the Gersa of Taisvis that Yerushchit comes before and brings to Anava. So Anava is greater than Yerushchit. So therefore, it makes sense that Rav Nachman holds that Anova is Batla and not Yerushchit, which Yerushchit is lower than Anova. 
So that would be the answer for the opinion of Rav Nachman. How is it possible that there's still Yerushchit and there's no longer Anava? Because he holds like Rabbi, he holds like Rabbi Shobin Levi, which is also the opinion of the Yerushalmi, that Anava is greater than Yerushchit. Yerushchit is lower than Anava. So it's possible that there's still Yerushchit, but there's no longer Anava. The lower thing Yerushchit is there, the higher thing Anava is no longer there. And according to this, the argument between Rav Yasef and Rav Nachman depends on the argument of Rabbi Pinchas ben Yair and Rabbi Shuvan Levi. Rav Yasef holds like Rabbi Pinchas ben Yair that Anava is lower than Yerushchit. So it could be that there's no longer Yerushchit, which is higher, but there's still Anava, which is lower. And Rav Nachman holds like Rabbi Shuvan Levi that Yerushchit is lower than Anava. And so it could be that there's no longer Anava, which is higher, but there is still Yerushchit, which is lower. And there are two questions on this answer. The first question is, even though if you don't see something, it's not a proof that it's not true. So even though we don't find anywhere that the argument of Rav Yisif and Rav Nachman is the same argument of Rav Pinchas ben Yar and Rav Shur ben Levi, but nevertheless, we don't find anywhere to say that Rav Yisif and Rav Nachman are arguing about the same argument of Rabbi Pinchas ben Yar and Rav Shur ben Levi who came before them. It's difficult to say that we have this argument of Rabbi Pinchas ben Yar and Rav Shur ben Levi who came first and then we're going to say that that's the very same argument between Rav Yosef and Rav Nachman, and it's not really written anywhere. It's difficult to say this. And the second question is, we find Rav Nachman was Mechasidei Bavel, and Rav Yosef was Sinai, which is the style of learning of the Yerushalmi. And so it will come out that it's the opposite, that Rav Yosef will fit with the Bavli, which, like we said, is the opinion of Rav Pinchas ben Yoyer, which is taught in Talmud Bavli, and Rav Nachman will fit with the Yerushalmi, which we said is the opinion of Rav Shuvan Levi, and the way it's taught in the Yerushalmi. So it'll come out that Rav Yasef, who's more like the Yerushalmi, will be fitting over here with the Bavli, and Rav Nachman, who was Mechasidei Bavl, connected to Bavl, will actually fit over here with the Yerushalmi. Now it's understood that Rav Yasef doesn't always have to fit with the Yerushalmi and Rav Nachman with the Bavli. And like we know, they both lived in Bavl, so it's acceptable to say that Rav Yasef will fit with a Bavli. But on the other hand, it's difficult to say that their argument will be in such a way that each takes the other side. If we find Rav Nachman fitting sometimes with the Yerushalmi, and Rav Yasef sometimes fitting with the Bavli, that's one thing. But to say that they're arguing with one another, and Rav Yasef, who was seen like the Yerushalmi, will fit with what it says in the Bavli, and Rav Nachman, who was Mechassidei Bavl, will fit with the Yerushalmi, and that argument that they're having between one another, it's difficult to say this. So now we're going to move into another side discussion, really directly related to the previous one. So in order to answer this question about the opinion of Rav Nachman, so this will be understood by first discussing the famous question on the statement of Rav Yasef that he said, Don't read into the Mishnah that butla anova because there's I. And the question is, this itself that Rav Yasef is saying about himself, that he has the quality of Anova, he has that characteristic, he has that, that Mila is the opposite of Anova. And the explanation in this is, like we said earlier, Anova doesn't mean what the world thinks it means, which the world thinks it means shiftless, lowliness, because shiftless is when a person knows and recognizes their level and their loneliness. They recognize that they're lowly. So this applies to someone who doesn't possess or doesn't know that they possess good qualities. And so they feel a sense of shiftless, a sense of lowliness, because they really are lowly or they believe that they're lowly. However, the real anav is, like we said earlier, a great person. 
is not limited to being a lowly person. It's a great person who knows their greatness and still they don't take credit for it. And the reason is, like we said, he knows that all of his good qualities, that's what was given to him from above. And it's possible that if someone else had these he would reveal these even more. And so similarly, we can explain about the quality of Anova itself by Rav Yosef. That also regards to Anova. Rav Yosef was aware of his quality of Anova, and at the same time, he 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 knew that this Milo that he had of Anova, whom was given to him from above. And even more, it's possible, and maybe even believed, certainly, that if someone else had these Kaychas, this Kaych of Anova, they would be Megalad even more than he did. And this is also what you find that Rav Yosef said about himself, about his learning, He was saying about the tremendous power of his learning, but he said, through the shur, through the ox, there's Rav Tvuas, he's able to grow a lot, a lot of grain, a lot of wheat. But when we look at the example that he gave, it's a very perfect example. It's not just a general example. That just like by the shur, it doesn't actually make the things grow. It's just the work. But the way it grows is when something is planted and then it comes from the different things in the earth. So Rav Yosef also saw himself that way, that he was just an intermediate. He was just a vehicle for the things to happen because of the kaychas that were given to him. But he didn't take ownership in a way of it that he felt that it was due to his greatness and he deserved credit for it. Now we're going to move on to another question about Rav Yosef saying, However, it's still not understood. The Torah that one learns protects one from the Yitzhahara. And this greatness that Rav Yosef had, that he was protected from his Yitzhahara, that he was protected from Chait, from Averis, that doesn't come from the Kaychas that he was given Mamaila. The Kaychas that he was given Mamaila only allow a person to achieve the level of Sinai, a great level of learning. But they don't make one protected from Chait. But rather, what does that come from, that one is protected from chait? From the person's work, that they achieved the level of Sinai. So, just to point out over here, I'm not clear about what exactly is the question. We'll just finish the question and then explain what it seems like the question is and what is not fully clear to me. So the question is, so how was Rav Yosef an Onov when he knew he became a totally different entity? So, it seems over here that the Rebbe is saying two things. Number one is that the Anava only applies with what a person does directly with the Kaychas they were given. So if Rav Yosef was given tremendous Kaychas in learning, and as a result he became, and he achieved the level of Sinai, so he didn't. He felt an Anav in that regard, because he knew that it only came from the Kaychas that he was given from Hashem, and maybe someone else with these Kaychas would be more successful in revealing these Kaychas. So in terms of his achieving the level of Sinai, there he had Anava. Because that's a direct result of the Kaychas that he was given. However, what comes from the Sinai is already removed from the Kaychas. What comes from the Sinai, that now he is Shomer Menachet, he's protected from Averis, that's already removed from the Kaychas. It's not a direct result from the Kaychas. And so it seems the Rebbe is saying, in those areas, there's no place for another. And I'm not sure what the explanation for that is, but that's what it seems like the Rebbe is saying, that since it's not a direct result from the Kaychas, but rather the direct result of the Kaychas is that he was Sinai. And from Sinai he became Shomer Menachet, protected from Averis, so over there there's no place for the Anava, because it's not a direct result of the Kaychas. And then another point is, that being protected from the Chait makes him into a totally different entity. He became a different entity, and when someone's a totally different entity, entity than everyone else, then there's no place for another. Like we don't say that a person should be an unav over animals, because a person's totally different than animals. So there are two points over here. I'm not sure the explanation 
of the first one and how the two of them work together. But the two points are, number one, that being Shomer Menachet is not a direct result from the Kaychus that Rav Yosef was given, Momayla. And so over there, there's no place for Anova. The Anova is only what's a direct result from the Kaychus that were given, Momayla. Because then the person can say that if someone else had the Kaychus, they would do the same, or they would do even more. And also, they're only able to do it because of the Kaychus. But what comes from what they do afterwards, that's already not related to the Kaychus. And so there's no Anova there. And also, what he achieved through this is that he became a totally different entity, and when someone's a totally different entity, there's no room for another, just like a person's not an of relative to animals. And the answer is that Rav Yisuf held that this that the Torah protects a person from a chait, it doesn't mean that the Torah is learned on such a high level that it affects a change in the person that they become protected from chait, and they're a totally different person. But rather, Rav Yisuf held that the person stays the same, and it's just that the Torah protects the person from chait. And so therefore, just like the learning of the Torah didn't bring Rav Yisuf to take credit for himself, because he said it was because of the kirchas that were given to him from above, so so too he didn't take credit for being protected from chait, since it too is a direct result and continuation of the Torah he learned. It's a direct continuation. Torah has that power. That's the definition of Torah. It protects someone from chait. So if learning the Torah came from the kirchas, and the definition of Torah is that it protects someone from chait, so then it's directly related and resulting in results from the Kaychas that he was given on Milo. And so it's a continuation of the Torah that he learned, and it's not that it made him into a different type of person. So again, we find these two things, that it's a direct result, as opposed to coming from the next thing, and also it didn't make him into a different type of person. And so therefore, Rav Yasef was able to have a Nova, even in that regard, because he didn't see it as being something totally new and different, which is not connected to the Kaychas, and something that makes him into a different type of person. But rather he saw that he saw it as something inherent and built into the definition of learning Torah, which came from the Kaychas he was given on Milo, and also it didn't make him into a different type of person, and so therefore he could have another also regarding that area as well. According to this, we can now come back and answer our earlier questions. We asked that didn't Rav Nachman and Rav Yisuf know each other's Milo? So we said, obviously, that was our next question, so we moved, so to speak, the first question. Obviously, they each held that the other one didn't have the Milo that the other one thought that they had. And then the question was, on Rav Nachman specifically, that your schet is greater than another. So how is it possible that another which is lower is butla, and your schet which is higher is not butla? But the first part still has to be explained. We're saying that they obviously held that the other one didn't have the mila that they said that they had. But what's the explanation for that? According to what we said, we can understand it. Because according to this, we can explain why Rav Nachman said only, but Anava was Batla from Mishamesh Rabbi, even though he knew the greatness in Anava of Rav Yasef, because Rav Nachman argues with Rav Yasef, and he holds that the Torah does change the person until they are not Shaykh Tanichait. It does make a transformation, it does make a change in the person. It's not that it just technically and technically protects them. It changes the person, and the person becomes a person who's protected from chait. And so Rav Yasef cannot be an Anav, like we explained, that if it changes the person, so then there's no place for Anava anymore. And similarly, we can explain why Rav Yisuf didn't say the The Gemara relates the Ime de Rav Nachman bar Yitzchak, the mother of Rav Nachman bar Yitzchak, An astrologer told her, Your son will be a Ganav, he'll be a thief. So the Gemara relates that 
the mother of Nachman never left him with his head uncovered. Amr Lane, she told Rav Nachman, Kasei Reishach, keep your head covered, so that there should be the fear of heaven on you. And she also told him, Rachmi, ask Hashem, beg Hashem to protect you. And the Gemara says that one time, the covering fell off his head, overpowered him. Yitzhar became strong. And the Gemara says a story over there with that he was by a palm tree and he jumped on the palm tree that didn't belong to him and he grabbed from the dates. Now the greatness of a of a yarechet, when we say someone has yarechet, is not that the person doesn't do a chet. It's not that they just technically don't do a chet, because that can come from other reasons, like if they're afraid of being punished, or afraid of other people. So real yarechet is not just that the person doesn't technically do this the chet, but that one is afraid of the chet itself. There's actually a fear of the chet, not of the punishment, not of other people, of the chet. That's yarechet. Whereas the yarechet of Nachman, when it came to that yarechet, so the of Yisuf held. That since it was through Kisui Reish it was through having his head covered in tefillah, so it's not a true Yerushchait that made him into a different person who has Yerushchait. And to the contrary, the Kisui Reish had to create in him the Yerushchait each time. So it wasn't really part of who he was. And even that's not, that wasn't enough. And he needed tefillah. So it wasn't a real Yerushchait. So that's why Rav Yisuf held that the Yerushchait of Rav Nachman was Yerushchait, and therefore he didn't say, remove Yerushchait from the Mishnah. And we also see a theme over here. The Rav Yisuf held that the change in him from Torah was just a technical change, that the Torah protected him, not that he became a different person. And that's also how he saw the Yerushchait in Rav Nachman. And Rav Nachman was the opposite. He saw in Rav Yisuf that the Torah changed him into a different person. And so there's no longer the concept of anava. You can't have anava there. And he also saw in himself that the Yerushchit was a real Yerushchit. Now regarding the second question, which was the question of Rav Nachman, that how could it be that Yerushchit is not Batla and anava is Batla if anava is lower than Yerushchit? So that we're going to answer later on in the Sikha. Now we find the source and example of this explanation whether learning Torah and similarly Kisirash and Tefillah affects a change in the person like the opinion of Rav Nachman or just stops a person from certain actions like the opinion of Rav Yisuf in Mesechta's Brachas. The Gemara over there speaks about the problem of Meir Aglayim when it comes to Krishma. And the Gemara presents a Brisa that says, How much water does a person have to put in the urine so that the urine is not a problem? So the Tanakhama says it's any amount. Any amount is enough. Kol and Rabbi Zaka aim a revius. Rabbi Zaka says you need a revius. And then the Gemara presents an argument between Rav Nachman and Rav Yosef about the opinion of Rabbi Zaka that you need a revius. Amr Rav Nachman, Machalikas Lebasef. Rav Nachman says the argument is only the Basaif, meaning if the urine's already there and now you're pouring in water, then they argue. Tanakama says you need any amount of water and that will be good enough. Rabbi Zaka says no, you need a revius of a But if the water was there first, then Kol everybody agrees any amount of water would be good enough. And any amount of urine that's poured into it will not be a problem. Rav Yisuf says the opposite. The argument is originally when there was already water there, and then the Tanakhama says any amount of water is enough. And Rav Zaka says you need a revius if the water was there first and then urine was poured into it. But if the urine was there first and now you want to get rid of the urine to take away the problem of the urine by pouring water into it, then Divrak called revius every degrees you need a revius. And Rav Yisuf actually did this himself that he would make sure there was a revius of water there beforehand. Before, like the opinion of Rabbi Zakai, that you need originally a revius in order to mivatal the urine that was poured into it. And just very briefly, the, what we see over here is Rav Nachman holds 
that when there is an entity of Taira and Kedusha, beforehand we're talking about Limit Taira and Yerushchait, in this case we're talking about the water, so then it's a permanent and, 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 a, and a complete and total reality, and it's transformational. The place is a totally different place, it's a place of Kedusha. Also here, it's a place of Taira. And so any amount of urine that goes into it, each amount of urine becomes bottled as it goes in. Whereas Rav Yasef says that it's just a technical thing, it's a quantity thing. And so you would need the right amount of quantity in order to be effective. But it's not something of quality that it's, it's established in this place and nothing can go into it. It's just a technical thing and it has to have the right amount in order to be effective. So we see this idea over there in the Gemara and Brachas. Now we move into a side question based on this answer that we gave for Rav Nachman and Rav Yasef. We move into a side question that relates to our original question at the beginning of the Sikha. According to Rav Nachman, that the Torah changes the person, that they're not shaykh to a chait, which this comes through the person's Aveda, and so there's no place for anava because they're a totally different person and it's not something which came from Amayla, came through the person's Aveda, that they learned and then they became a different person. And we said in such a case, there's no place for another. So if so, how was it possible for Rebbe? It says in the Mishnah, How did Rebbe have another? And especially Moshe, how is it possible for Rebbe and especially Moshe to be none of if the Torah made a change in them? They became totally different. And we said that when the Torah makes a change in the person, and that's what Rav Nachman holds, it makes a change in the person, the Torah makes a change in the person, then there's no place for another. So how is it possible for Rebbe, and especially Moshe, who were definitely completely changed by the Torah, to be an Anav? How is it possible for them to have another? So the answer to this question, and this will also answer the question at the very beginning of the Sikha about the Anav of Moshe Rabbeinu, it's explained in the Torah regarding the argument between Rabbi Pinchas ben Yar and Rabbi Shua ben Levi, whether like Rabbi Pinchas ben Yar, Anav is lower than Yerushchait, or whether like Rabbi Shua ben Levi, that Anav is greater than Yerushchait, and it's actually the greatest of all the levels that are spoken about over there. So it's explained in the Lukot Torah that there are different levels of Anava, and each of them is talking about a different one. The Anava that brings to Yerushchait is the level of Bina. Like we'll see, it's related to a Cheshben, to a calculation a person makes to determine and come to the understanding and the realization that everything they have is from Hashem, and even furthermore, if someone else had their abilities, their Kaychas, they would maybe reveal them even more than they did. And then there's the Anava that is the greatest of all the levels, that's the level of Keser. And in a more simple style, more simple signaling, Anava of Bina comes from a Cheshben. Bina is connected to understanding, so it comes from understanding and thinking. And then there's the Anava of Keser, is Anava Be'etzim, it's just the essence of the person, it's a state of Anava, like we'll elaborate more on in the next section. And so, this answers our question about the Anava of Rebbe and the Anava of Moshe Rebbeinu, that that was Anava Be'etzim. And this also answers one of our earlier questions about how could it be that Yerushchait is not bottle and Anava is bottle if Anava is lower than Yerushchait. Because the Anava of the Mishnah, according to Rav Nachman, because this is all a question of Rav Nachman, that said that Yerushchait is not bottle and Anava is bottle. So according to Rav Nachman, the Anava of the Mishnah is the Anava of Anava Be'etzim, which is a very, very high level, and that's higher than Yerushchait. And therefore it's possible that Anava is bottle because it's the highest of all levels. It's the Anava of Rabbi Shua ben Levi, and Yerushchait is not bottle.
to bring a proof to this and to add more to understanding of this, so a proof that there is another Be'etzim that's above any Cheshbin and reason, so we find another by Hashem, like Razal said, Shom, in that place itself, you find Hashem's another. So we see that Hashem has another. And regarding Hashem, there certainly is not a place for another that comes from a Cheshbin. There's no Cheshbin that would lead to another by Hashem. So obviously, we see from here, so from here it's proven that there is such a nova without any cheshbon, and this is a nova be'etzim, it's a nova that's just there from the essence of of Hashem in this case, or like we said earlier, by Rebbe, Rebbe Hudanasi, and by Meish Rebbeinu. And so similar to this was the nova of Meish Rebbeinu, that in addition to the nova of a cheshbon that relates to what he accomplished because of the koiches that Hashem gave him, like we said at the beginning of the sicha, from the memoriam of the, of the Friedrich Rebbe, and the Rebbe Rishab. So in addition to that, his another that he had, despite his great level in Nevoa, which is something which came from above, and everything similar to it, like we spoke about, the another that come, the another that could be there even when a person has a total transformation from the Maratera. So the another that he had, despite all of those things, that was not from a Cheshben, but that was because he was an Onov Be'etzim, it came from the essence of his being, a state of being an Onov. And the Sikha concludes the fascinating insight. It's known that specifically through the way of learning of Bavli, which is a way of learning of questions and difficulties and darkness, and then coming to the true understanding. So it's specifically through the way of learning of the Bavli, one is able to reach the level of Keser Shalomayla Meshtal Whereas through Yerushalmi, a person can't reach such a high level. So according to this, the argument between Rav Yosef and Rav Nachman, whether or not Mishimais Rebbe Batla Nova, fits with their way of learning. Rav Yosef, who was Sinai, which is the way of learning of the Yerushalmi, like we said earlier, he holds that Mishimais Rebbe Batla Nova is the Nova of Bina, that comes from a Cheshben, because that's the extent that the way of learning of Yerushalmi could, could reach. And therefore he holds to re- that this Nova did not, was not Batla, because he had it. And Rav Nachman, who is from Chassidei Bavel, he holds that Mishimais Rebbe Batla Nova is the Nova of Keser that comes from the Etz, Nova Be'etzim. And so therefore, he held that that level of Anova, even though there's still Yerushchit, but that level of Anova was Butla because it's so much higher than Yerushchit.